0: We started a discussion on last episode of Kingdom Speak about chief seats. So let's continue with another episode. Let's call it Musical Chairs. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. You know what? Hey, the music you know stop. Find a chair. No, Find a just, chair.
1: No, no, just a second. I need to switch chairs with you. Uh,
0: How come? Who do you think you are, boy? Maybe not. Oh, man. <laughs> maybe Here, not. Here, all this time you've been sitting there wanting to be the co-host. When you are the producer.
1: Uh, I'm shortly going for host.
0: <clears throat> Kingdom speak. Look out, Pastor Daniel McKillop. Yes, sir. are coming for your chair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kingdom speak with Randy McKillop and Derek Casista. That would sound better. That has
0: a nice ring to that, it. Yeah. It oh yeah. Flows yeah.
2: off the tongue. Mm. Every Glenn Beck needs a patent, stew. Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm. You know, on our YouTube channel. By the way, yes. Congratulations on 1,000 subscribers.
2: Yeah. That's right.
0: On YouTube. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. We are taking over the internet one subscriber at a time. We're nearly to our goal of a million subscribers.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. We're on our way. Yeah. Um,
0: one other comment on YouTube um, I wanted to point out. Our loyal listener, Bill has a problem with our intro music he doesn't like this he doesn't like that bill i apologize <laughs> but we have to keep the show fresh we have to stay relevant podcasting is a very fast moving genre of content on the internet i'm sorry that you do not like our new music <gasps> is it- we, we can't go back and relive the past bill <laughs> is it That's the whistling that's my formal apology. Thank you for listening, Bill by the way.
2: I'm in your corner, Bill. I'm giving you
0: an amen Bill. What you don't know is we picked how many new theme music packages and we sat in the office and played them well we and whittled them down it's like 10. yeah and then, and then we slept on it and we whittled it down to like three yeah. And they've but, been asleep
2: ever since. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: don't get too attached to it
2: because... It ain't my, around for long.
0: <laughs> my Christmas, when our Christmas theme in the studio comes out, it's new music. So, okay. appreciate the feedback. We really do love listeners chiming in. Can I quote you on that? Yeah.
1: We will have new music There will be new music. What about a video intro?
0: Yes. You'll be updating that There will be a new video too. intro with <laughs> producer Randy wearing reindeer antlers for <laughs> <Yeah>. Christmas. <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> mark my words rained
2: hey let hey, me be clear listen. as one man said i will eat my tie i heard a guy say <laughs> what what was that about that was about if they start destroying the, the 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 temple arenas of sports oh yeah oh yeah yeah i'm sure they're
0: destroyed though aren't they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was at another time in another studio With other music. A completely different set of topics. It was in a different chair. (laughs) My truth on that issue was that I was speaking what I thought to be the most logical way
2: to get out of that discussion. Which was to eat a tie. Yeah. That was your logical response.
0: And I'm unable to recall where and when exactly I said that. So I would like to move on. (laughs) Oh, my word. Are we off of the rails or what? (laughs) All right, bring us back. All right. Musical
2: Chairs. Musical Chairs. Yeah. Yeah. I like that game. Yeah. When all the chairs get shuffling. Just so everybody knows that's been listening to us, we don't have a clue what's fixing to come out of that guy's mouth when he starts.
1: No. (laughs) Negative.
2: Yeah, we're as shocked as you are by the majority (laughs) of what he says. So Musical Chairs it is. Okay. Okay. The...
0: Key points from last episode, if you haven't listened, our, to our episode on chief seats. Pastor Daniel McKellup told us that we all have a series of chairs in our life, that there is a chief seat. Um, we, as the governor of our own lives, yeah, have to f- decide. Governor of the feast. Right. Yep. So we talked about that parable Um and I thought it was so awesome. I love when these episodes come out where no matter if you're a pastor, if you are a musician, if you are a business leader, if you are, you know, mowing lawns, whatever you do um, as an occupation, this principle just it sure does. can revolutionize your life. And you're doing it right now. That's what I really want to say. You're doing it whether you realize
2: it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has that and not, risk. Not, to run the risk of being the negative Nelly, mm-hmm. if you're not doing it effectively, mm-hmm. um, it's it's contributing maybe to the chaos mm-hmm. that you may be experiencing. So simply by, if, if you just would rearrange a little furniture here, mm-hmm. the, the, the picture would begin to clear up.
0: So you you, just as a recap, you listed near the end of our last episode Chairs in your life. So you are yes. a husband, a father, a child, child of God,
2: child of Pastor. God. Yeah. Podcaster. Traveling mentor. speaker, mentor. Right. Business. I'm yeah. involved with a few business yeah. deals. Yep. All that stuff. But you gotta pick what goes where. Yeah, and and to 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 uh it's not just about necessarily and there are some elements that I think are up to our interpretation, but really God has an opinion about the role of them mm-hmm. so if if I start and we talked about this extensively last week but if I start uh, allowing my business pursuits to trump my familial role mm-hmm. the the equilibrium of life gets thrown off if I allow my ministry pursuits to trump the responsibility that I have to my son my yeah. wife yeah my relationship with God, if, if the chief seat of my life looks like a pulpit Mm -hmm. and not an altar where I am a, a, a child of God that is pursuing and maintaining my relationship with God, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's why preachers, preachers fail. Mm -hmm. They fail. They literally, it appears like they just fall out of a pulpit, but really they had stopped falling at the altar long before that. Wow. Wow, that's key, isn't it? It is. It is. So um, we used an example of Jesus uh, addressing this and introducing this to the Pharisees and the Sadducees who who, who sought chief seats. But um, I'd like for us to look at another um, another example of this same story mm-hmm. written by another one of the synoptic gospel writers, and Mark records it in chapter twelve.
0: Mark twelve thirty-eight. And he said unto them, In his doctrine, beware of the scribes, which love to go in long clothing and love salutations in the marketplaces, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and the uppermost rooms at feasts. Yeah. Which devour widows' houses and for a pretense, make long prayers. These shall receive greater damnation.
2: I think what that means is this does not end well. I, th- I think that's what greater that means. Greater damnation. Yes. <laughs> okay. So here Jesus is, and, and, and we'll come back to the remaining portion that we want to read there. But here Jesus is once again addressing the fact that scribes and Pharisees who are legalistic by nature, mm. who, who are prone to being more disturbed by the fact that someone was healed on the Sabbath, than they would be the fact that someone was never healed at all. Mm. Okay? And Jesus calls their hand on it. And he, he, he is now once again doing it, saying, you are seeking preeminence. Not only do you want the law to remain above, above grace, you also are now more concerned by the length of your prayer and the length of your robe mm-hmm. and the tassels on your prayer shawl than you are about whether you are supporting widows or not. Mm. So you're in the chief seat in the synagogue, but you destroy widows' houses. Mm.
0: So now you're shifting this from positions even to, like, our conduct, right? Right. Right. Oh, no. So instead of just ranking and file. This would be a good file, time to stop the podcast if you don't want to yeah, go there, Yeah. This would be a good
2: time. <laughs> it's getting real. Yeah. It's not just about the rank and file now, mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, mm-hmm. of of the pecking order of a producer, a co-host, and a host. Mm-hmm. It is now about your praying to present mm-hmm. like you are qualified for this chief seat when you're praying, prey ying on widows and those that are less fortunate than you. Wow. And Jesus leads them by the hand through this narrative from from pulling the curtain back on the double double life that they're leading mm-hmm. sitting in a chief seat but refusing to use the position that you're in to benefit those that are in the cheap seats so you're in a chief seat mm-hmm. and destroying those that are in a cheap seat the widows
3: mm-hmm. the
2: poor mm-hmm. okay so i want to lead you from this chief seat and he, and he starts starts by leading them to the treasury mm-hmm. And
0: verse 41 says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto his disciples, and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance." But she, of her want, did cast in all that she had,
2: even all her living. Even all her living. Now here he's watching this, and he grabs the widow. You notice that? The one that he just pointed his finger at their face and said, You're destroying her because in the the room that you're in, she's not worth anything. Mm -hmm. Talk about
0: thinking on your feet, though. They're talking about this, yeah. and he's like, watch what's happening right now. And I can't right. use that as a principle. Right. <laughs> right. That Jesus
2: guy's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. What does he say? Here's here is something that will that, that will segue into a very applicable discussion for all of us. Okay. Mm-hmm. From the standpoint of the kingdom, it's not about the amount. That you give, mm-hmm. it's about the percentage mm-hmm. that you give. Wow. Okay. So you who are occupying the chief seats are impressed by the amount of money that the wealthy are contributing to the coffer. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here watching a widow come in with a couple mites, which on the scale of amounts, in comparison with what the rich folk are contributing. But on the scale of percentages, okay, it's another universe. She has given more than you all. She has given all of her living, of all of her living, to to meet the need in this treasury today. Hmm. So that's a complete different approach. Mm-hmm. For 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 the guys sitting and enamored by the chief seats. We are used. What, did, what does Jesus continually say? Just worship me with all of your heart. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care how much it is. I just want all of it. Yeah. All of your soul, all of your mind, all of your might. <laughs> He's always about percentages. Mm-hmm. Okay? Wow. It doesn't take a million dollars to impress him. If you've got a hundred, he only asks that you give him ten in tithes.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's percentages, okay? So I'm gonna pass off this next section to our producer to talk to us about finances.
1: Hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, okay, that was easy. All right. <laughs> All like right. Fundraising I, uh, for the podcast. I'm pretty sure you talked about it in the last podcast. Knowing the room you're in, yeah, I will uh, just click buttons over here in the corner. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. Does this not affect finances? Let's talk finances. Seems seems how Jesus brought it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Every one of our financial lives Mm -hmm. is a train wreck or success based on how we manage the chairs. Totally. Right.
0: Oh yeah. You can you can drive by the house that you could throw a cat through the wall.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And they got
0: this vehicle out
1: front. For the $100,000. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or more, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or even worse, they're like in an apartment. They don't even own something. Yeah. you know. Somebody who has the chairs out of bounds. Yeah. Trust me, I've I've made bad financial decisions. So please don't come at me with, I know.
2: I don't want to talk about me though right now. So what what happens, Mm -hmm. legit, and Mm -hmm. you can chime in here, Mm -hmm. um, Brother Randy, for, for real, he's he's oversaw the Dave Ramsey course a number of times in our in our church. What happens with someone who is in a financially uh, a debt riddled state? Okay, and and we could we could just hunker down and stay here for the whole thing, but we're not. But but what? What do I need to do to get out of it? I owe money on my house. I'm upside down on my car. I have credit card debt. I've got a credit line that's maxed out. Um, and I owe my grandmother $600. Oh, my cousin I've got, $400. Yeah, I've got debt at the local. Easy home. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've financed everything from my furniture. I'm not making light of this. No, no Okay? No, sure. People find themselves in this condition. Totally. Okay, so if in your mind you can get a mental image here, you look at your your financial life looks like a chair factory blew up. Yep. Yep. So as ugly as it gets, you have to begin the tedious, hmm. arduous task yep. of realigning the chairs. Yeah, you have to. Totally. And how do you suppose that we do that? What's what's some what's some some ways we need to look at here? What do we do? We probably look at interest rates. Yep. On credit cards. So I have these six different creditors that oh. are screaming for me, calling me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. There sure. comes a point where you have to go. I'm feeding this guy this week.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I've got to live in my house. Right. I've got to eat. Yep. I don't want to freeze.
3: Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> A little more important than my habits. Yep. Right?
2: So I may need to get rid of the four-wheeler. Yeah, the internet. I may need to drop the internet. Yeah. Um,
1: Which none of these are easy to do.
2: No, the the point's not easy. Right. When you're coming in, but it's not. It's not. It's never easy right. to take a guy out of the chief seat and move him down. Oh no! There's always shame with he that. He hangs on to those, ah, those chair handles, right? Absolutely. <laughs> the new car smells is, is hard to get rid of, yeah. and and pick up the little Honda Civic that's a rust bucket. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, I've I've had this discussion with folks, but here's here's the, here's What you can't do, okay? There are some chief seats in your finances that are not options.
1: Non negotiables.
2: Non negotiables. Regardless of how much of a mess your budget is, Mm -hmm. God still wants His money. Mm -hmm. And so He still says, pay your tithes. Mm -hmm. And so the tendency is, I'm looking, I'm trying to get my my life back together. I'm trying to get my finances back together. And the power commission wants so much money. And Mm. the uh, financial institution wants so much money and this and this and this. And so God, I'm going to move you down two seats this month. I'll be back. Oh, that's painful. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But the reality is, is the only way you can rob God, according to Micah, is with tithes and offerings. Hmm. That is it. And God is more concerned about percentages than he is amounts. That is why the poor can pay tithes just like the wealthy can pay tithes. Hmm. It, the, the, the bar is not an amount. It is a percentage. Yep. Right? Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a percentage. Totally. totally. Mm-hmm. So, first fruits. If, if it comes down to it, the power commissioner doesn't get paid.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not going to rob God. But well, what about my new iPhone 13? Hawk like, t- I need
1: it. <clears throat> well, yeah. I need it. Hello. Well, well, yeah, and the new watch. <laughs> and it exalts itself. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, no, not that you know list again. <laughs> you know what, though? Honestly, when you just step back, this, ne- this is not just about the poor. It's percentages, like you said. But when you step back and just look at what is in each seat, that is something you have to consistently do. Right, even if you mm-hmm. if your salary increases, salary mm-hmm. creep, you start spending more. You get you start shifting sure. seats around. Sure, and if you're not careful with percentages, like you said, your lifestyle can overcome what you're making or your salary. Mm-hmm. This is a never-ending battle. Oh, that you've constant reevaluation you've got is to required. Constantly keep mm-hmm. with the musical chairs.
2: Yes, yeah. So you need to look at. First of all, you need to secure the fact that you're going to pay your tithes. Mm, That's that's the non-variable because he will curse the devourer Mm -hmm. if you pay your tithes. He will see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain. Your budget may not work on paper, but it'll work in life if you keep God in the chief seat. Absolutely right. After that, I've had this discussion. He doesn't say that you have to give to missions. He doesn't say mm. that you have to give to the building fund. Mm. I've told people that are in financial scrapes, sure. stop giving to the building fund. Sure. You can't afford to do it. You can't afford to do that. But God will bless you
0: if you keep him in the chief seat. For those who don't attend FWC, you would never hear Pastor McKillop say this um, but he has been very vocal, and I think it was quite an impact when you said it for the first time, that when we started our building program, right? So we're fundraising. It's a huge project, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. And I remember this the Sunday that you rolled it out. You said, first and foremost, we're not building this with missions money. Right. Right? Right. where you clearly established, even in a church, the chairs of what a church invests in. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing.
2: It, absolutely it is. Right. If it takes us five years longer mm-hmm. to raise the capital,
0: mm-hmm. it doesn't that's matter. that's a priority.
2: That's a priority. Mm-hmm. That's a chair we're not willing to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't and care how loud the music gets. Exactly. <laughs> we're not moving that chair. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I'm a, I'm a firm believer that a church that ceases to invest globally suffers locally. Wow, so, that's good. That's really good. So you have to keep that in priority, mm-hmm. okay? So you tackle your debt. Look at the easy, easiest one you can pay off. Look at the one that's costing you the most interest. Mm-hmm. Beat, beat it. Then take the money that you get out of that one and apply it to the next one. It's the Dave Ramsey snowball effect, yeah, and normal. you just keep eating away at it until you get your life back together. You restructure yeah. the chairs and you win. Yep, you win. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. It's a trip, but it's worth the process. Okay, but you've got to keep the chairs in priority. Have mm. to be. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem with that is that you. Okay, let's 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 talk about it this way. Let's let's zoom out just on finances or any mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. personal positions. Mm-hmm. If the chairs are out of line in your life. Okay? Mm-hmm. Any of the categories we've talked about this podcast or the previous episode, any of those chairs that are out of your life are out of your life. The order is is messed up in your life because you have whether whether it be impulse buying with finances, sure. whether it be Ambition with certain positions that you're pursuing mm-hmm. and your family life is is, is paying the, the, the cost. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you have begun the process of convincing yourself that it's justified. I know it's out of order. I, okay, yeah. But the, I, I've got an argument that can support why it's out of order.
0: I'm going to move this chair... But I can explain why.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting here, and if they come and tap me on the shoulder...
0: I have my excuse I've ready. got my
2: excuse. This is why I'm in this chair. Oh, yeah. Or this is why I'm allowing this to be in this chair. Mm-hmm. And it's called an argument. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a logical, rational... You've taken a piece of this and a snippet of that, and you've stitched together the rationale behind why... You are structuring your life the way that you are. Well, for
1: sure. You deserve it. Yeah. YOLO.
2: Yeah. Go. But didn't you just say
0: a sum total of like 10 minutes ago that this stuff can exalt itself? So (sighs) then you're suggesting that I would justify why something is exalting itself? You're not saying that, are you? We would never stoop to that level. Don't try to
2: put words in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) so true. Isn't that what we do? Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and put a, another layer on this. <laughs> Everybody cinch up a bit. What would happen if we used this same approach that we've been discussing? Mm-hmm. Finances, relationships, ambition, all of it. What if we took the same approach to the issues that happen to us in life? hmm Here's a great question to ask yourself. How many insignificant issues in my life have I given chief seat status mm. to? Whoa. Woof. Yeah. Uh, you guys can answer that. I'll just sit back yeah. and listen. Oh no, we're not talking about me. In the grand scheme of everything that could go wrong in life. How many times have I allowed something that really wasn't a big deal Mm -hmm. to exalt itself until it's affecting my relationships Mm -hmm. with everybody else around me? It's affecting my relationship with Jesus Christ. It's affecting my relationship with my wife. When really it should be clear down there in the cheap seats and man, I turned around and the thing is sitting in the middle of it sitting on the throne of my life. Yeah.
0: That's what you're living for, that's what you're eating, breathing, sleeping.
2: Yep. And if someone were to ask you about it, you probably have an argument. Yeah.
0: That
2: mm-hmm. would support why you're allowing that thing to be in that position in the first place. Okay? And there, there is this... Um, so what's the remedy for that? How do you avoid that? That's a great
0: question. I mean, we all get issues, right? We, everybody listening today has issues. For sure. And there's more on the way. How, okay. do, you, how do you keep that in the right Th- this,
2: this is, this chair? Is, um, this is where I think preaching comes into play. Because you, you come to church... And you have a, you've got, you've got someone in your life that has offended you, someone in your life that has disappointed you, mm-hmm. um, and there's a splinter in their eye. Mm-hmm. But you've got a beam <laughs> in your own eye. Okay? The beam should get the chief seat.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: but it's a whole lot easier to give the splinter the chief seat status and shove the beam down because it's you and not me, right? And it's a whole lot easier for me to pick the little things that are wrong in your life and ignore the huge things that are wrong in mine. And it's a whole lot easier to try to control mm-hmm. everybody else rather than control those aspects of me that mm-hmm. are out of control. Worry about your own chairs. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 much easier mm-hmm. to <laughs> <laughs> to strain at a gnat,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: right? You're you're speaking truth right now. Than to swallow a camel. <laughs> yep. Why are you making such a big deal out of this? Mm -hmm. Why are you allowing the fact that someone parked in your parking spot, the usher didn't shake your hand, Mm -hmm. you weren't asked to sing the solo? Sitting in my seat. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that 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 doesn't have the propensity to trip any one of us up, but we got to learn how to grab something like that and refuse to allow it to exalt itself.
0: Right, so you don't live in denial, right? But you say, okay, that that was terrible, but I guess we need to move on because there are bigger chairs that I need to deal with.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And You're saying preaching, preaching is where you let those things be
2: dealt with. Well, let's 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 look at what Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter ten mm-hmm. and verse. We might just start at. at um, now, let's, let's let's go to verse 3. For
0: though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. Right. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have you're, divine power. You're reading power.
2: this out of the ESV. Yes. Okay. To destroy strongholds. They have divine power to destroy strongholds. hmm
0: Okay. Verse 5. We destroy arguments ah. and every lofty opinion. Raised against the knowledge of God.
2: Okay, let me read it in the King James. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself. There it is again. Okay. Yeah. There's that Luciferic undertone. There is that same thing that tripped up Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. Adam and Eve, Herod. Mm-hmm. Okay. There it is in your head. Mm-hmm. That very same thing. Propensity to allow an issue mm-hmm. or an imagination, or as the ESV says, lofty opinion or argument. Right. Mm-hmm. And it exalts itself mm-hmm. against the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that is where we have got to allow preaching. To impact us. Wow. And preaching can ever more be something controversial. Yeah, uh, yeah. Confrontational. Right. Okay? Preachers don't need to be ugly, but there's sometimes the message can be.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Why? Because of the attitude or the argument or the disposition Mm -hmm. of the hearer. So this is not propping up uh, arrogant, offensive preaching.
0: No, no. I totally get what you're saying. I I
2: totally get that. I've said this repeatedly. uh, The Mm -hmm. the, the book doesn't need a third edge, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the the double edges that it does have Mm -hmm. are pretty offensive. Well, for sure. And you up there
0: at the front, you're operating obviously in a realm of anointing and divine leadership, you're not—you're not just. You don't have a list of stuff up there that you've written down of issues you want to deal with that you know is going on. Or
2: preaching by observation right. instead of inspiration,
0: right? But you're up there preaching about loving my neighbor. You don't know that my neighbor did X, Y, Z or whatever, right? right? But right. that's the the when I come and I hear. You preach and you say, "Look, you know, you need to be nice to your neighbor this week and take us some chocolate chip cookies." Oh, that really? Neighbor. That guy? Ah, <laughs> uh, right. You don't know my neighbor, right? But what that preaching does is that makes me a better person. And but it, that, but it confronts you, right? Oh, you ever more believe it does. It confronts you. Totally. But the end of the, the end of the, and
2: this. you've got sort to jump in on yeah. you, but you've got an argument, right? That yeah, that supports why you feel the way you feel right. about right your neighbor, and that argument exalts itself against the mind of Christ. And then preaching comes and destroys the argument.
0: Right. So what am I going to do? Am I going to go home and throw eggs at the neighbor's house, or am I going to dig them cookies? Right. 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 And hopefully I fix the things in my life
2: so that I'm a good neighbor. (laughs) And you have a decision to make at that moment about, uh, well, was that preacher preaching at me? (laughs) Right? Yes. Because he goes on to say, here okay the, the setting of this Paul said he, he's really the caption is that he's defending his own ministry he said so you're talking about me verse one two and three that that I'm bold when I'm writing a letter to you but when I'm in mm. person I am meek okay so you you think you think that I um You think that I'm almost bipolar. Mm -hmm. My ministry has an aspect to it that I'm meek this moment and I'm bold this moment. Mm -hmm. But then he says, I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show you boldness Mm -hmm. with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us of walking after the flesh. Mm -hmm. So you get the preacher that you deserve, so powerful. Wow. Wow. You'll get a meek preacher if that's the attitude you possess, but you will get a boldness if when I get there, hmm. you are bold towards me and saying, I am not walking after the spirit, but I'm walking after the flesh. So powerful. You get the preacher. Poor Paul has to write that letter. There, Can you imagine? oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. And he says down later, even if I boast a little too much of our authority, mm-hmm. which the Lord gave for building you up mm-hmm. and not destroying you, is that a view that is absolutely diametrically opposed to the attitude of our society? hmm the authority invested in Paul was to build them up, not destroy them. But when you are sitting there upset at your neighbor mm-hmm. and the preacher says, love your neighbor, mm-hmm. it confronts you. I get mad at the preacher. It confronts your argument. <laughs> it destroys your argument. Yeah. But it's to build you up and not destroy you. It's to destroy your argument, mm-hmm. not you. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Is that ever good? No, good or what? How about we say amen to that kingdom speak? Get a amen. Amen. Get a hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Ahab would look at the prophet and say, Oh, him that troubleth my soul. Hmm. Why did Ahab feel that way about it? The widow didn't feel that way about Elijah. His role in her life Kept the meal in the bottom of the barrel. Kept her son
3: mm-hmm.
2: from dying. You, you get. Mm-hmm. You get the preacher. You you pull out of the preacher the side of the preacher that you require and you need. Ahab got the confrontational Elijah. The widow mm. got the miracle-producing Elijah. Same guy. Mm. Same anointing. Same authority. It can either build you up or destroy Hmm. And again, this is not about giving carte blanche access to Elijah to just be an idiot if that's what he wants to be because he get up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is about. But this is about your willingness to embrace a message that mm-hmm. confronts the, the chairs that are out of alignment in your life, mm-hmm. the priority that needs to be restructured in your life, and you hear it, and you fall on your face and say, God, I want to get my life back together.
0: That's news you can use right there.
2: Let peace reign in your life. Hmm. Let it reign. Do you know what needs to be one of the chief seats of your life? Peace. Peace so if there's an issue that you're going through that has kicked a piece out of the chief seat, mm-hmm. you need to really ask yourself, is it really that big of a deal? Do you know that a minor little family disagreement, a little issue with your wife, do you realize how quick that could change with just one phone call that says your son was mm-hmm. just hurt in an accident? Mm-hmm. You just lost your job. Mm-hmm. You would have no problem at that moment destroying the arguments that propped up Mm -hmm. why an insignificant issue was in the chief seat. You would quickly, as the manager of the feast of your life, tap that insignificant issue that was sitting in the chief seat and kick it out because there's one that really deserves to be here. That's the truth. You just get to thinking that it's such a
0: big deal that you're going through. Yeah. Right. We're all there. We all live in this stuff every day. You get in your own, you get tunnel vision. Yep. It's like, oh man, my life is terrible. Yep. Meanwhile, there's people in the world that can't even drink with the water out of the tap because it's so dirty. Right. But my life is terrible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like a good right. question maybe for those of us in in North America or or developed countries in the world would be, why am I so blessed? instead of why is all this going wrong? Yeah, I'm in the top 5% of the wealthiest people in the world. Yep. If you're driving in a car. Yeah. Why do I have to want, not wonder? Why am I not having to wonder where my next mm-hmm. meal's coming from mm-hmm. when so many in the world do? Mm-hmm. The, the, the issues in life are not always, and there are chief seat issues. Yes. There really are chief seat issues, but not every issue deserves chief seat status. Mm. There are folks walking through hell mm-hmm. that are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. health that is in shambles, mm-hmm. financial problems that are in shambles. It, it, they, that, that deserves chief seat status, but it really demands that, that. Uh, maybe I should quit making such a big deal out of some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's worse things than being single. Yep. It can be being married to the wrong person. yeah oh. <laughs>
0: Oh. Oh, I'll give you another rim shot for that. Wow. Once you put that chair in your life, you can't move it. What? <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So, as as we kind of wrap up here, I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's important that we understand that Paul put this in the rank and file of spiritual warfare. Hmm. That's where he elevated this whole concept of arguments being destroyed. He said, we do it because we walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual warfare when the argument that you're using to prop up the lack of proper prioritization in mm. your life, whether it be relationships, mm. finances, issues, offenses, whatever it is, mm. the the destruction of that argument that props up mm. this is a spiritual thing.
0: How many times have you heard that portion of Scripture, right? Casting down strongholds to be, you know, this big... Uh, Mythical spiritual battle, you know the Clash of Titans. Yes, <clears throat> and when you look at it through the lens of different translations, it's actually like opinions and arguments. And yep, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Probably the strongest battles are to do with our opinions and mindsets about things. Would you right, think? right for sure? More than just this hocus pocus demon
2: that's giving me a hard time, or. Ugh. Yeah. So, everybody, say with me. Yep, yeah, you can do it. You're in the car by yourself. Nobody will hear you anyway. You are not the issue. Here we go. You, you are, are not, not the issue. issue. That sounded pretty bad. You are not the issue. Mm-hmm. So. You say, well, what what, what are you saying, and what do you mean by that, Pastor McKillop? You want to keep the issue that you're going through from becoming what identifies you. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. You can be an individual that has an issue. Yeah. Or there can be an issue that has an individual. For sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. The issue that you're going through has its eye on the chief seat in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. It will not stop until it matters not how petty or insignificant it is. It will not stop until it has chief seat status Mm -hmm. in your life. And at that moment, it wants to so blend itself at at oneness with you Mm -hmm. that you become it and it becomes you. And you can't separate the man from the issue or the issue from the man. But how, yeah, because when that
0: happens, there's no resolution. If you and I have a disagreement, and then I just am willing to sacrifice everything for the issue, how do we ever move past that? Right. Right. Right? We have to be able to carve that out and say, look, even if we disagree, right, we've talked about controversial stuff on the podcast, so, you know, pandemic stuff or church fellowship stuff or... That's how people's lives get destroyed between each other in relationships, is it not? Because right. they they don't separate an issue from, they just keep it all, well, this is the hill to die on. Right,
2: the <laughs> offense and the offender yeah, are yeah. one.
0: Yeah, sure. when I see you, I see that offense. That's right, and there's no right. way around it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He did me wrong,
2: never right. speak to him again. Yep, that's <laughs> it, shut the door, move on. <laughs> yeah. But yet, if that if that particular party is so at one with that issue and mm-hmm. won't allow you to separate that, mm-hmm. that's problematic. Right. So you have to you have to say that to yourself. I am not the issue. Mm-hmm. I, I I will not become mm-hmm. the issue. I may be a man mm-hmm. with an issue, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to become someone that is identified by what I'm going through. So Acts chapter 3 talks about this, a certain man lame from his mother's womb. So that's where, that's where <clears throat> he is not identified at this moment as a lame man. He is identified as a certain man. He is a certain man with a lameness. Okay? Mm-hmm. But you've got to remember what I just told you. Every issue at its core, has a luciferic intent Mm -hmm. that wants to exalt itself to a chief seat in your life until it identifies who you are. That's right. It is not happy that you are a certain man with a lameness. It wants to make you a lame man. Right. It's like a
0: disease. It just keeps growing.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. So, on the way to the temple to pray as was their custom... Peter and John see a man, mm-hmm. lame, mm-hmm. okay, from his mother's womb. But somewhere over the 38 years, the fact that his feet didn't work and his ankle bones were weak began to affect the fact that his hands were fine, his eyes were fine, his ears were fine. Everything else was okay about the man. He was lame in one area of his life, but he became a lame man Hmm. because when they saw him leaping and praising God in the temple, they identified him as the lame man. Wow. Somewhere over the 38 years of his existence, the issue had exalted itself Through the levels of status in his life, the musical chairs had churned out a tune Mm. that promoted his issue Mm. to the point that it became who he was. And when they saw him, they no longer saw him as a certain man that was lame, Mm. but they saw him as a lame
0: man. Wow. Man, there's a big difference if you think, you know, producer Randy, who... Has to live on the street because of something that happened to him versus just calling him a homeless guy. Yes. It's a different feel, isn't it? Yes. Right. You you take away everything and it just he just becomes his issue. Right. Well now, right. now it's just, just is who he is. That's it. Yep. So in order to remedy that, you gotta carve the issue out and start dealing with that and get your identity back. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely you have to. Mm. I think that was the key to the miracle of the blind man. Mm-hmm. When Jesus sent for him, he immediately shirked what would identify him yes. as the blind man, yep. casting aside his garment. Yep. I am not one with my issue. Right. right. I am going to be one with my deliverance. You have some church with that. Yeah. Get that jacket off. I refuse to be identified by that. Totally,
1: totally.
2: I may have some lame things in my life. I may have some lame areas in my life. But I'm not lame. But I'm not a lame man. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Twelve years, the Bible says, mm-hmm. there was a woman mm-hmm. having an issue. This was not an issue that had a woman. Right, very good. This was a woman who who had an issue, and for 12 years, she made sure that thing did not take chief seat status in her life. She said, I don't care if i got to spend everything I've got. I'm going to kick this issue. And she tried it, and it didn't work. And doctors disappointed her, and she got rid of her. I, she had lost everything that she had in her attempt to keep from becoming an issue that has a woman. I'm just a woman that has an issue. Mm-hmm. And when she heard that Jesus was coming, she said, I'm not beyond humbling myself to the lowest seat in the house if I can just get access to this. And she touched the hem of his garment, and immediately, the issue. Take care of the issue. There was no issue at that moment, okay? But it's all about refusing. I am not the issue, I have an issue.
0: Who wants to hang around someone that all they can talk about is their issue? (laughs) These, And I say that I don't want to be that person. We all got issues, right? We all sit around and have coffee together. Right.
2: I just don't want to talk about my issues all the time. Right. Right. The best thing you can do is get back to the house of God, Let preaching confront you. Mm -hmm. If there's something that's not qualified to be in the chief seat driving your bus, Mm -hmm. you need to evict that thing. I don't care how much you can argue that it's justified to be there. Mm -hmm. When that word hits you and finds you, you can say, "Um, I'm going to let it go. I'm just going to evict it. Get back down there where you belong. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a 12-year-old issue or if it's a 38-year-old issue.
0: And that's not denial of the issue. The issue is there. No. No. But you just say, look, that's not going to take over. I refuse to
2: be that guy. So, crank up the music. Do okay. it. Crank up the music. Strike up the band. Is
1: that you drumming?
0: Yeah. I was good. Right here is where he gets replaced. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Move the chairs. Get everything in your life that's not supposed to be occupying that chief seat moving right now. And when you see it clear down by the end, stop the music. Say, sit down there where you belong. You don't deserve the chief seat in my life. Mm Mm-hmm.